Good morning and welcome to God Talks in a Living Way, December 26th. As always, we'll start our journey this morning with a verse of Holy Scripture. A devotional from God Calling and Curriculum from A Course in Miracles. Let us begin. After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Cross this Jordan River, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon east to the great river, the Euphrates River, and all the Hittite country, and then west to the great sea. It's all yours, all your life. No one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage, you're going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track either left or right so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. Joshua one nine December twenty sixth God calling Health and Wealth Be not afraid Health and wealth are coming to you both my wealth which is sufficiency for your needs and for my work you long to do. Money, as some call wealth, to hoard, to display, you know is not for my disciples. Journey through this world simply seeking the means to do my will and work. Never keep anything you are not using. Remember, all I give you will be mine, only given to you to use. Could you think of me hoarding my treasures? You must never do it. Rely on me. To store for the future is to fear and to doubt me. Check every doubt of me at once. Live in the joy of my constant presence. Yield every moment to me. Perform every task, however humble, as at my gentle bidding and for me.
for love of me. So live, so love, so work. You are the apostles of the little services. Course in Miracles, Chapter 6, Section 3. The Alternative to Projection. Any split in mind must involve a rejection of part of it, and this is the belief in separation. The wholeness of God, which is his peace, cannot be appreciated except by a whole mind that recognizes the wholeness of God's creation. By this recognition, it knows its creator. Exclusion and separation are synonymous, as are separation and dissociation. We've said before that the separation was and is dissociation, and that once it occurs, projection becomes its main defense, or the device that keeps it going. The reason, however, may not be so obvious as you think. What you project, you disown, and therefore do not believe is yours. You are excluding yourself by the very judgment that you are different from the one on whom you project. Since you have also judged against what you project, you continue to attack it because you continue to keep it separated. By doing this unconsciously, you try to keep the fact that you attack yourself out of awareness and thus imagine that you have made yourself safe. Yet, projection will always hurt you. It reinforces your belief in your own split mind. And its only purpose is to keep the separation going. It is solely a device of the ego to make you feel different from your brothers and separated from them. The ego justifies this on the grounds that it makes you seem better than they are, thus obscuring your equality with them still further. Projection and attack are inevitably related, because projection is always a means of justifying attack. Anger without projection is impossible. The ego uses projection only to destroy your perception of both yourself and your brothers. The process begins by excluding something that exists in you but which you do not want and leads directly to you excluding you from your brothers. We have learned, however, that there is an alternative to projection. Every ability of the ego has a better use because its abilities are directed by the mind, which has a better voice. The Holy Spirit extends and the ego projects. As their goals are opposed, so is the result. The Holy Spirit begins by perceiving you as perfect. Knowing this perfection is shared, he recognizes it in others, thus strengthening it in both. Instead of anger, this arouses love for both because it establishes inclusion. Perceiving equality, the Holy Spirit perceives equal needs. This invites atonement automatically because atonement is the one need in this world that is universal. To perceive yourself this way is the only way in which you can find happiness in the world. That is because it is the acknowledgement that you are not in this world for the world is unhappy.
How else can you find joy in a joyless place except by realizing that you are not there? You cannot be anywhere God did not put you, and God created you as part of him. That is both where you are and what you are. It is completely unalterable. It is total inclusion. You cannot change it now or ever. It is forever true. It is not a belief, but a fact. Anything that God created is as true as he is. His truth lies only in its perfect inclusion in him who alone is perfect. To deny this is to deny yourself and him, since it is impossible to accept one without the other. The perfect equality of the Holy Spirit's perception is the reflection of the perfect equality of God's knowing. The ego's perception has no counterpart in God, but the Holy Spirit remains the bridge between perception and knowledge. By enabling you use, you used to use perception in a way that reflects knowledge. You will ultimately remember it. The ego will prefer you to believe that this memory is impossible. Yet, it is your perception the Holy Spirit guides. Your perception will end where it began. Everything meets in God, because everything was created by him and in him. God created his sons by extending his thought and retaining the extensions of his thought in his mind. All his thoughts are thus perfectly united within themselves and with each other. The Holy Spirit enables you to perceive this wholeness now. God created you to create. You cannot extend his kingdom until you know of its wholeness. Thoughts begin in the mind of the thinker from which they reach outward. This is as true of God's thinking as it is of yours. Because your mind is split, you can perceive as well as think. Yet perception cannot escape the basic laws of mind. You perceive from your mind and project your perceptions outward. Although perception of any kind is unreal, you made it and the Holy Spirit can therefore use it as well. He can inspire perception and lead it toward God. This conversion seems to be far in the future only because your mind is not in perfect alignment with the idea and therefore does not want it now. The Holy Spirit uses time but does not believe in it. Coming from God, he uses everything for good, but he does not believe in what is not true. Since the Holy Spirit is in your mind, your mind can also believe only what is true. The Holy Spirit can speak only for this, because he speaks for God. He tells you to return your whole mind to God, because it has never left him. If it has never left him, you need only perceive it as to be returned. The full awareness of the atonement, then, is the recognition that the separation never occurred. 
The ego cannot prevail against this because it is an explicit statement that the ego never occurred. The ego can accept the idea that return is necessary because it can so easily make the idea seem difficult. Yet the Holy Spirit tells you that even return is unnecessary because what never happened cannot be difficult. However, you can make the idea of return both necessary and difficult. Yet it is surely clear that the perfect need nothing. And you cannot experience perfection as a difficult accomplishment. Because that is what you are. This is the way in which you must perceive God's creation. Bringing all of your perceptions into the one line the Holy Spirit sees. This line is the direct line of communication with God. Unless your mind converge with his. There is no conflict anywhere in this perception because it means that all perception is guided by the Holy Spirit whose mind is fixed on God. Only the Holy Spirit can resolve conflict because only the Holy Spirit is conflict-free. He perceives only what is true in your mind and extends outward only to what is true in other minds. The difference between the ego's projection and the Holy Spirit's extension is very simple. The ego projects to exclude and therefore to deceive. The Holy Spirit extends by recognizing himself in every mind and thus perceives them as one. Nothing conflicts in this perception because what the Holy Spirit perceives, what the Holy Spirit perceives is all the same. Wherever he looks, he sees himself. And because he is united, he offers the whole kingdom always. This is the one message God gave to him and for which he must speak because that is what he is. The peace of God lies in that message. And so the peace of God lies in you. The great peace of the kingdom shines in your mind forever. But it must shine outward to make you aware of it. The Holy Spirit was given you with perfect impartiality. And only by recognizing him impartially can you recognize him at all. The ego is legion, but the Holy Spirit is one. No darkness abides anywhere in the kingdom, but your part is only to allow no darkness to abide in your own mind. This alignment with light is unlimited because it is in alignment with the light of the world. Each of us is the light of the world. And by joining our minds in this light, we proclaim the kingdom of God together and as one.